Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. Amen. Glory be to God. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about simple faith today. And... The Lord showed me that there are going to be testimonies this morning. And it's already starting to happen. Praise the Lord. I believe that there's going to be more testimonies this morning as we talk about simple faith. Um, so if the Lord's prompting you with the testimony, just come up and you'll go to that mic and we'll work it in as I'm talking as the Lord shows me to talk and preach and share. Okay? Amen? This is going to be an exciting morning. I think you guys can sit down for now. Be on the ready. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people have had something amazing happen in their lives? Put up your hands. That God's done in your life. Amen? <laughs> you can put both hands up if you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an important thing to remember. Turn to uh, Philemon. There's only one chapter, so it's chapter one. <laughs> and we're going to be looking at verse six eventually. The Bible says um, that when, even when we're not faithful, Jesus is faithful. The Holy Spirit is faithful because he can't go back on who he is. So when you see things happen in your lives that are miracles and um you know, Sakila, when she was talking and how really there was no one around to help her, she couldn't, at that point, she couldn't feel like she could get up. Wasn't sure exactly what to do. He was faithful. He was faithful to help her to get up and to get home. Even though she'd uh, sprained her ankle and hurt her side and and had to make sure that, you know, her puppy was still there with her and he didn't go, he, she, 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 she didn't go running off or anything like that. Simple faith. Simple faith. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's read in uh, verse 6 in Philemon. 
It's on page 1,984 in my Bible. <laughs> it's, right, it's right before Hebrews. So if you find Hebrews, go to Hebrews chapter 1 and then take one more page over to your left. Hallelujah. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Well, that's King James Version, and it's a bit confusing about what it's really saying. So let's hop over to the uh, Amplified. In verse 6, it says, And I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precious knowledge of every good thing that is ours in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So we're going to be going through this text today. But I want to flip over to Luke chapter 1 for a moment. So keep your place there. Put your little marker in your Bible if you have one there because we're going to come back to Philemon. Let's go over to Luke. Luke chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 26. I'm going to read a whole bunch here. As I was praying this morning, and we're only one Sunday away from Christmas. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thought it was two, but no. <laughs> Today is two. <laughs> only one Sunday away. But I thought, the Lord showed me that, Wow. Praise God that we're inside this morning. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. That is a testimony in itself. Absolutely. The Lord showed me this morning as I was praying before service that really Mary had very simple faith. So let's just read about Mary here, okay? And pay attention to what went on. We're going to stop and Look at this. So starting on Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now the sixth month makes reference to Elizabeth having John in her tummy. And he's about to be born in three months. So at the sixth month mark for Elizabeth, Gabriel, who had been dealing with um, her husband and Elizabeth, came to Mary at this point, okay? So that's what it's referring to. Verse 27, To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
So let's just stop there for a moment. So at this point, I believe it had been somewhere around 400 years, Pastor Gwen, was that right? Since the Lord had last spoke to anyone. No prophets, no kings, no priests hadn't spoken in 400 years. We really have no concept of 400 years, especially here in North America. Now, you go to Europe. When I went and did a tour in France um, a year after I graduated with our French teacher at, at the high school that I went to, I was standing in buildings that were hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years old, you know, um, that were just amazing. You definitely get a, a much better understanding of just of time and, and how, how long things have been when you go to Europe and you see all of those old castles and buildings and things like that. So it's been 400 years here since anybody has, has heard from the Lord. And now, on this day, an angel appears to Mary and starts speaking directly to her. Okay? So this is something completely out of the ordinary. Completely out of the ordinary. What their, what their normal is, is the priests basically adhering to the laws and really at this point making their own laws <laughs> and going along and governing the, the Israelites at this point, but nothing from God. Just the Mosaic laws, and they're, they're kind of living life like that, believing for the Messiah to come. And this angel comes to them, completely out of the ordinary. Verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this would be, this should be. <laughs> In English that says, but when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said and kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. That makes a bit more sense. Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. So let's stop here for a moment. And let's kind of take stock of these last couple of verses here. So, this angel was not the size of Sonia. <laughs> and not you, Sonia. Um, Pastor Gwen's granddaughter, Sonia. Right? Down here. This angel that came and talked to her was probably a bit taller than me from the ground down there, probably up here like this. Now, my wingspan is six feet, six inches when I go like this. So imagine what his wingspan would have been. And then, I don't know if they have wings or not, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is this guy was huge. Gabriel was massive, and he comes down and has a conversation with approximately a 16-year-old girl, and he's about to tell her that she's going to give birth to the Savior, okay? So just I, I'm trying to paint a picture here of how crazy this would seem to her and to anybody else around that she wants to tell. <laughs> Think about, <laughs> oh, guess what happened, you know, yesterday, dear? <laughs> 
<laughs> put that on Instagram. <laughs> and she's just, Gabriel has just told her that she is going to give birth to the Messiah, to the Savior, to the one that was foretold. I mean, you read through Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and there are so many prophecies about Jesus coming and what he's going to do. So many prophecies. So they knew about these prophecies because as part, as part of the, the, um, the Bibles that are not the Bibles, the books that they read, the, you know, the Torah and the first five and then all of the books of the, the prophets and stuff like that, that, it speaks about Jesus all the way through, through Psalms. There's parts of Proverbs that talks about Jesus and prophesies about Jesus. There were so many prophecies about Jesus, and they all knew them. They, they, they were learned, and they'd, they'd gone to the, to the temple and, and learned about the Torah and all of these prophecies. They knew about this. They had no idea when it was coming, and he hadn't spoken in 400 years, and now he's telling Mary that, oh, by the way, you're going to give birth to the Savior. <laughs> A 16-year-old girl. Are you getting the picture here? You know, this is some stuff that's way out there. Verse 32. And this is Gabriel continuing talking. He says, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. His father David? What does he mean here? Verse 33, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his house, and sorry, and his kingdom there shall be no end, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now, she's thinking to herself at this point, but everybody dies. How can there be no end to his kingdom? How can there be no end? Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know no man? Right? Joseph and her were only engaged at this point. They were not married. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also thy holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Wow. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon her and plant a seed in her womb so that he can be called the Son of God. She's 16. Nobody's talking, and God hasn't talked in 400 years. This angel that's probably three feet taller than me is talking to her at this point. And she's like, I mean, I can't imagine what's going through her head at this point. This is just crazy. Are you sure? <laughs> and then verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. 
nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Whatever's going through your head right now, I don't know about this, nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the doctors said. It doesn't matter what your financial advisor said. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. In verse 38, look at what Mary said after all of this. This is what Mary says. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Simple faith. What just happened to her, what the angel just said, what Gabriel just said to her, was unimaginable, uncomprehendable in her own human mind. And she had a decision to make at that point. And her decision is, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Unto thy word. Whatever you say, sounds good. Let's go. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Simple faith. No freaking out. No, give me a few minutes to think about this. <laughs> right? There, there was no few minutes to think about this. He just finished talking and explaining to her exactly what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. And she's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Well, not at that point. Praise the Lord at that point. <laughs> Yeshua. Oh, hallelujah. I thought that was just such a beautiful picture of simple faith in extraordinary circumstances. Simple faith. Do you trust them or not? Simple faith. Simple faith. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go back to Philemon. I'm going to stick in the amplified version of this. Any testimonies yet? Yes? There we go. I knew it. <laughs> Praise Jesus. The Lord told me we were going to have testimonies this morning. Amen. Yeah, um, step closer. <laughs> there we go. So in August, my uh, I've been praying to God that um, just help me when I'm supposed to sell my house. And 
I had God telling me inside, like, knowing of that, this is the time. So I said, okay. I phoned Pastor Gwen and I asked her that this is what I, I'm feeling, uh, not just feeling, knowing. <laughs> and Pastor Gwen said, yes, this is the time. So I decided to sell my house, put it on the market. And first I came and get prayed for, and uh, in three days my house was sold. Praise God. And because I knew that this is the right time that I need to sell the house. And I obeyed God. And I had a great peace. And I lived that, in that house for 16 years, almost 17 years. And when I started looking for a place, um, I want to hear God that what, what plans he had for me, not what I wanted. And I have looked about 19 houses. And what I asked my realtor, do, I, do, do, you have, do you know any place that there are only two-level townhouses? And he said there's not very much. So I started looking myself in it, and I saw one place came uh, in Panorama Ridge. And just so I gave him the address, and he said it's not there. And they decided not to sell it. And so I was just keep looking, and then also the last time that we went, and he took me in that place, and I said, this is the house I was talking about. And when I went there, I did not look anything in the house. I just felt so much peace knowing that this is the place. And I went home, I said, that's it, I'm not looking. I was just tired of looking for us. <laughs> and also, I knew this place that was mine. And so after that, just preparing to move, and it's just my head going spinning around. <laughs> and I did the right thing, even though I knew that that was the right thing I did. And I came on um, 20th and get prayed with Pastor Neil and Pastor Heather that pray for me that I would not miss my place, um, that nothing that I will miss there, only I will take good things from there all good memories. And on 25th, I got the keys, and me and Doreen, Doreen, my daughter, she did not see, none of my daughters have seen, only me and my son. So I went with her, and when she went, and we went inside the house, it was so beautiful. I did not see what I have seen before. And I love that house. And ever since I have moved there, I have not missed one bit, my old house. Mm -hmm. And I just thank God for that because I listened to him. I obeyed what he wanted me. And I know that he has great plans for me and my family. Yesterday, my grandson, um, <laughs> Joshua, came in, Amelia, first time. And when he came inside, he said, Nanan, your house is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they played, and I asked him, do you miss uh, our old house? He said, no, this is a good house. Mm -hmm. We love this house, and they didn't want it to leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last week when I came here, and um, was it 20th, I prayed with Pastor Neil and uh, Pastor Heather, and Pastor Neil told me that when I was asking about the prayer, and he said, I see you uh, dancing in spirit. And also he said something else about my son, because my son, um, he don't have his car, and he's been driving my car, and Pastor Neil said that 
Um, I can I see that God is telling me that Ritesh is going to have his own car, and I don't know how, but he's going to have it. And he didn't know anything. No one knew anything about what's going on. But my daughter, Sheenal, is giving her car to Ritesh. <laughs> and <laughs> Praise God. And also what Pastor Neil said, so um, when I moved next day, when I was praying in my living room, I was so, like, praying and praising God for this beautiful house and everything for my life. And all of a sudden, I start dancing in the living room. <laughs> and I did not realize that time that what Pastor Neil said. And when I was just dancing, jumping, and then that came in my head. I said, oh, wow, that's what, that's what Pastor Neil was talking about. So I thank God for that. Amen. Thank you so much for praying for me, all of you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Simple faith. Serena just went day by day, simple faith, took time to hear the Lord, stand on the word that the Lord gave her, simple faith, simple faith, simple faith. And she was blessed beyond measure. I believe also that Ritesh has a nice big room that is what he wanted as well. In all big rooms. Wow, you can put two, all, two queen beds in the rooms and you still have space. <laughs> Praise God. He ticks all the boxes. And then he ticks more boxes that you don't even realize you need. Yeah. When you, you just sim you keep walking and you have that simple faith. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, Philemon chapter 1, verse 6. The first part here says, And I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precious knowledge of every good thing that is ours in Christ Jesus. Notice the first phrase there. It says, the participation in. It's talking about the participation in your faith. The participation. How do you participate in faith? Sort of like faith is having a game over here. Let's go in and join in on it. You have to be present in your faith for it to work. Serena was present in her faith that she was going to find the house, a two-level townhouse. Most townhouses are like three levels. The first level is just a garage and maybe a room, and then you have to go up a full flight of stairs for the main level, and then you have to go up another flight of stairs for the bedrooms and stuff like that. Hers, she only wanted two levels, and God, simple faith. Her faith was working. She was participating in her faith. Acting, trusting on the Lord. I've often said when it talks about in, in James about um, faith is dead without works. Well, one of the very first works of faith is resting in the Lord. Trusting in Him. That is a work. That is a participation in your faith. You trust it. You trust that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do. 
And Serena took the time to trust that the Lord was going to do what he said he was going to do as she spent the time praying and seeking him and what he put on her heart. She wouldn't waver. <laughs> if you've ever worked with realtors in your life, and if there are any realtors in here, I apologize for what I'm about to say. But our experience with realtors, and is, for the most part, is probably accurate, that you have to compromise. That is their whole mindset. You have to compromise. You have your list. What are the most important things on your list? And okay, we'll go and try and find those things that are the most important on your list, and you may have to compromise on some of those things. <laughs> Serena didn't compromise. She knew what God had put on her heart. She knew what she needed in this new house, in this new home. And simple faith, walking it out, participating in her faith, step by step. Amen? And she just walked it out. No pomp and circumstance, no fanfare. She just trusted and walked it out day by day. I don't care what you're saying, devil. This is what the Lord has said to me. This is what's going to happen. I know because this is what the Lord has said to me. Simple faith, walking it out, participating in your faith, trusting in the Lord, doing what he says to do when he tells you to do it, even if it doesn't make sense. Just like Mary, okay, you're going to come upon me and I'm gonna, you're going to plant a seed in me and I'm going to give birth to the Messiah, the Savior. Okay, sounds good, let's go. I don't understand this, but in my simple faith, I'm going to participate and say yes and go even though I don't understand this. Keep going. Keep walking. Keep moving. Listen to him. Keep walking. Hear him. Keep going. Do what he says. Keep going. Have that faith. Keep going. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Absolutely. Hello? Okay. Um, so uh, many of you know that I work at the local uh, credit union, uh, just around the corner, actually. And um, uh, God moved me over to that branch after a very difficult situation. And I've had a lot of favor there, and it's been a blessing to be at that place. Uh, but now I live in Delta, and there is another branch two minutes from my house, which is really nice. And, um, and I wanted to start having Saturdays off because... I'm married now, and it'd be nice to have Saturdays with your husband. And so they started working with me and giving me a, a schedule that was modified. I could do one day at the branch by my house and, uh, and then four days at the other location. And it was pretty great. And then they came to me, and they said, Shalane, there's a permanent position opening up at that branch by your house. Oh, praise God. And it, um, it looked really good. It looked, looked really good because uh, now it would be Monday to Friday all the time. And when we're having parties at church on Saturday, <laughs> I could be there <laughs> and all those kind of great things. But there was something about it that didn't quite sit right. And oh, I wanted that so bad. Monday to Friday, two minutes by my house. I can sleep in, miss my alarm, and still be on time with a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he takes all the boxes. And like Starbucks is right next door, which isn't good for my budget, but it, you know, I enjoy it. Um, and 
in in my heart, I was just like, something's, it doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. And I've had this gut feeling before. And it was before the worst financial decision I ever made. <laughs> and so I felt really challenged about it because it looked like everything that I wanted, but I would be leaving the place of favor that I've known and going to this other place. And it's not that I wouldn't have a measure of success. God's with me in what I do. There will, there will be success. But there's good, and then there's the really good plans of God. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, in my heart, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, I need to stay. It's just not the right move at this time. And I, and I just knew it. And I was disappointed because I've been enjoying pancake breakfast on Saturdays. It's been <laughs> really good. Um, but I knew in my heart that it was the right thing to do. So um, last week, I had a call with a VP, and she was sure I was going to switch. And I told her that um, I feel it's not the right time. It's the right, it's what I want, but it's not the right time or the right way. And so I stayed, and as soon as I told her that, I had such a peace in my heart. Mm -hmm. I knew it was the right thing. I had such a peace in my heart. But what the graciousness of the Lord was is that afternoon, um, I had one of my well-known clients come in, and you build relationships with people. And so I I have a following (laughs) of members, and... um, and you work hard and you're involved and you speak life in there and, and bring wisdom where you can uh, in dealing with them. And uh, and if I had switched, I'd have to start over again. I'd lose all these clients and start over again. But uh, so I said, yes, I had peace in my heart. I knew it was the right thing. I was good. But it's just the graciousness of the Lord. My client come in. They bring a big fat check for deposit <laughs> and presents. They bring me flowers and chocolate. And a big fat deposit check. And that was great. <laughs> and then an hour later, I had another well-known client come in, and they bring me a big fat check for deposit, bigger than the last one, and a Christmas card and some coffee money. And it was just as if the peace of God wasn't enough. It was just another confirmation that I'm in the right place right now. Mm-hmm. And the favor of the Lord is here. And it's so... Good to know that you can trust the voice of the Lord to be where you're supposed to be. And all those other things he'll take care of. So wherever you're going, whatever decision it is, he's faithful. He'll show you. Mm -hmm. And you'll have the peace there to mark it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see how just as with Serena... The, the call of the Lord on that situation was that it was time for her to go. Simple faith, trusting that. Shalane saw everything that she wanted in that position at the Delta office, but in her heart, in that simple faith, in hearing the Lord in those quiet times, hearing him, her participation in that faith was to stand there and hear him. And even though it's everything that she wanted, she knew that it wasn't where she was supposed to be at that time. For her, it was stay. Don't go. Stay where you are. This is where your favor is. This is where I am with you. This is where the favor with your manager is. Amen? Same God. Different situations. Simple faith. Simple faith. 
Oh, hallelujah. Wow, we've only gotten through like the first sentence of the scripture. Praise the Lord. This is awesome. Hallelujah. The second part of this says, we'll start from the beginning. Verse 6, Philemon, and I pray that the participation in and the sharing of your faith, the sharing of your faith, This is a travel mug, right? It's a wonderful thing that keeps tea and coffee hot if you're going somewhere, and it'll be nice and warm for at least four hours that you can drink and, and enjoy, right? Now, sometimes I just put straight um, caramel rooibos tea in here with nothing else in it. Sometimes I put... Uh, an afternoon tea with a bit of rice milk in it. Sometimes I put straight coffee in it. Not all at the same time. <laughs> now, if I was to take that afternoon tea with the rice milk in it and only drink half of it, or drink drink it so that the, maybe there's a little bit in the in the bottom there, and I don't let that out, and I forget about the mug. I put it in the cupboard. <laughs> I'm already hearing the oh dears. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I did not mention your name. You just mentioned your name. <laughs> that rice milk or milk and the tea begins to fester on the inside of this mug and it begins to grow and get gross and disgusting because it has nowhere to go. So it starts to grow and just like bleh, on the inside of it because it hasn't been cleaned out. It hasn't been recycled and it has, to, it has to be cleaned out so that it can be used again. It has to be flushed out. At that point, it would have to be flushed out. Amen? <laughs> In another example of sharing your faith, think about a pond. Now, a pond is a body of water that doesn't have an inflow and an outflow, right? So a lot of times you go to parks, and they'll have a pond that has have ducks and geese in them and maybe some frogs around there or something like that, but there's no inflow to that pond, and there's no outflow of that pond, right? So if you spend enough time around these ponds, you notice that they don't look so inviting. <laughs> you don't come up to that pond and think, oh, yay, let's go in for a dip. <laughs> Have a quick swim, <laughs> right? Because the ducks and the geese have been there, and that's where they live and have their families and eat and other things that I won't mention. And that water doesn't go anywhere. It stays there. In the summer, when we have the sun, it may drop a bit because it, some of it evaporates. And then in the winter, 
especially this winter, <laughs> it'll raise again because we've had lots of water come out of the sky. But it basically stays the same, and it stays stagnant. It doesn't move. And it becomes just like your travel mug that isn't cleaned out. It doesn't get cleaned out. So it starts to fester. And bacteria starts to grow in it. And it just it gets really gross and disgusting. I'm painting this picture on a purpose. <laughs> and it's really, it's really gross. How gross? <laughs> it's very gross. Now you take a lake. Most lakes have water flowing into them from a river. And then there's water flowing out of them. There's a constant flow of water through them. And if you look at those lakes, yeah, there may be parts where water gets trapped, say, in a little cove or something like that, that it looks a bit gross. But for the most part, they're clean. And you can, you can go and swim in them. You can boat. You can water ski. You can wakeboard, whatever you do on them. But there's a flow that keeps the water clean. And it keeps moving. And it keeps flowing. You with me so far? This is a perfect example of our faith. If we don't share what God has put in us, it starts to fester on the inside of us. What did you say? Chalky buildup. Chalky buildup. We're supposed to share our faith. It's in us to share. Yes, it's to help us, absolutely, 100%, to share our, to, to help us. But it comes alive when we share it. That's why I've, uh, the Lord told me we were going to have testimonies. That is sharing your faith. Testimonies, yes, it, the Bible says that it strengthens our, our frame. It strengthens our frame because it's sharing our faith. When we share our faith with other people, it not only strengthens us on the inside, a lot of the times when I'm sharing things that the Lord has done in my life, I get revelation. I get a better understanding of just who my God is, just who my Savior is, who lives on the inside of me. And as I'm sharing it, it's going out and it's not staying inside of me and festering. And sometimes it's described that if you keep it inside, that basically the flow just stops. And you stop getting that flow from the Lord because you're not, you're not allowing it out. We have to allow it out. We have to let it out. In John 7, actually, when we... Yeah, let's turn there. John 7, 37 and 38. We're going to come back to Philemon. because I'm not done there yet. John 7, the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. Oh, look, it's highlighted in my Bible. Praise Jesus. Verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying... If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
He that believes in me. He that believes in me. He that has faith in me. Out of his belly shall flow living waters. Out of that well of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you shall flow living water. That's your faith flowing out of you, sharing with other people. Amen? Interestingly, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 12, chapter 3, it talks about that you have to draw water out of the wells of salvation. You actually have to go in and draw it. It isn't a natural flowing water that comes out of you. You have to draw it. And why don't we have to draw it anymore? Because we have Jesus. And it's springing forth because we have Jesus on the inside of him. Now, we have a choice on whether we're going to let it out or not. We always have a choice. God is a gentleman. We have a choice. So I encourage you, let it out. Don't let it fester inside. Don't let it die on the inside of you, your faith. Don't let it die on the inside of you. Let it out. People need to hear what God is doing in your life, has done in your life. It strengthens our frame. Is there anybody here? <laughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> I'll just share my testimony how I became a Christian. So it was February this year. Um, uh, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, I was raised as a Sikh, and uh, throughout like my life, I just different religions. I went to I was atheist in high school because of science. I was like, oh, there's there can't be a god. Doesn't make sense. And then eventually, I was like, there must be something. So I was agnostic, and then it was like New Age Buddhism, all this stuff. And uh, for 16 years, I drank alcohol almost every day, and I smoked weed every day, and I just, like, I couldn't stop. I tried so many times. <laughs> and then I used to, I just randomly came across, like, some music videos, just like a guy, he had an alcohol addiction, he was, like, fighting with himself in it, and uh, his alcohol addiction was a demon. Oh, okay, I just nervous um so it was a demon and i was like oh maybe there's demons or something so i kind of started just randomly like youtube videos popped up on my feed there was um like street preachers they were doing deliverance things like that so i was like oh maybe i should look into this and um i think at some point daniel did share his testimony so like throughout the years like um the last like couple of years i i would listen to like the bible just put audio on while I'm cleaning and doing something so um and then I guess around like January-ish I was watching a lot of street preachers and stuff so um I did come across someone talking about the mustard seed verse and it was like mm. if you have faith as big as a mustard seed so I was like okay I totally have that I was like maybe I'll just <laughs> I was like that's pretty small so I was like I'll just go pray and see if Jesus can help me because now I kind of learned like Jesus did exist. So I had tried proving that wrong like for years, right? I was like, no, that makes no sense. Virgin Mary, what? Uh, so, 
So yeah, I went. Daniel encouraged me to go pray, and then uh, that night I I was like, I just need help with alcohol addiction. That's it. Like I just don't want to think about it. I just want it gone. And I just prayed, and I woke up the next day, and it was like the whole day went by, and I didn't think about alcohol even once. Oh, praise <laughs> God! Hallelujah! And then I think it was like two weeks later, I realized I hadn't even thought about weed or touched it. And I didn't even want to quit that because I was like, it's just a herb. And then, <laughs> and then I did try smoking weed and I'm totally allergic to it. And <laughs> I haven't touched it since. So it's been almost 300 days. And I always share my testimony to patients at work, and I, I don't cry when I tell it. But, um, and they always ask me now, like, what church did you, do you go to? And I tell them I go to Celebration, and then I tell them how I found the church. It's like, um, Sakila's daughter, Dapika, she, uh, she worked with me. She was, like, my sister's best friend. And, um, so she told me about it, and I had already gone to, like, Village Church and, like, bunch of other online churches like I think I went to like seven different ones at that point and then I was like god I need to just pick a church I don't know where to go and the first like uh the first time I came online here was March something and I showed up kind of late and the first words Pastor Gwen said was stop shopping around for a church home this is your church (laughs) 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 praise god hallelujah Hallelujah, that is awesome. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) That is so awesome. Thank you for sharing, Winnie. Oh, praise the Lord. It strengthens our frame. It strengthens our frame. It encourages us to step out in our faith, right? It doesn't matter how you're feeling on the inside. Step out, because God's going to be right there with you. A lot of the time, when I, when I get up here and I preach and I talk, what comes out of my mouth is not in my notes. <laughs> my notes are literally, this time, a page and a half long. That's it. That is very unusual for me. Usually my, my notes are like at least five to six pages long of everything that the Lord's put on my heart and, and all this kind of stuff. But I get up here in faith because I know that the Lord has anointed me and I trust that he's going to speak through me. This isn't me speaking. This is the Holy Spirit, Spirit speaking through me. When Serena talked about how Pastor Heather and I had prayed, we're praying for her on that morning, what came out of my mouth was not me. It was the Holy Spirit and me saying yes and participating in my faith and just speaking out what exactly, I don't embellish it, I don't minimize it, I speak exactly what the Lord puts on my heart. I had no clue that, that Sheena was going to be giving that, that, uh, the car to um, Ritesh, not a clue. And it was, we had finished praying for her and it, it just kept coming back to me. And I said to her, you know... The, Something's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to be, I don't even remember the words that I said anymore, <laughs> which tells you it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. I said, there's a car coming. There's a car coming for you so that Ritesh can have a car and you can have your car back. And then she says, well, actually, matter of fact, <laughs> Shino's going to be giving her car to, to Ritesh in the beginning of December. I'm like, well, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
But I participated in my faith. And then I shared my faith. And it had to work. It strengthened a frame. It helped somebody out. I shared it with somebody. You just keep going. Amen? Hallelujah. Now look at what it does. Look at what it does when you do this. Oh, I'm in John. I'm looking for Philemon, and I'm in still in John. Everybody turn back to Philemon. So as we participate in our faith and we share our faith, look what it does. It produces and promotes full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in Christ Jesus. Oh, that is something to shout about. Hallelujah. As we share our faith, it unlocks who Jesus is on the inside of us to us. And to the other person, but to us. That's what this this promise is here. As we participate in our faith, we hear the Lord and we act on his commandments and what he's telling us to do. And we share that with us when he tells us to share with other people. It activates on the inside of us an understanding of all of his good promises and his, everything that he has done for us. And it, it, it like it blossoms Jesus on the inside of us and makes him more real and understandable and relatable so that we can have him in every aspect of our lives. Every aspect of our lives. He wants to be there. And as we share our faith, we participate in that faith that trust, that work. And we share that faith through testimonies, the things that the Lord has put on our hearts to share with other people. He comes alive in us, and it just makes it even bigger on the inside of us. Smith Wigglesworth had uh, said a statement at one point that I'm a, thousand, what is I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. That's because of his faith. Because of his faith, he would walk out and he was, the reality, I'm having problems trying to describe what's happening on the inside of me at this exact moment because it's so big on the inside of me. The reality of Jesus that comes into me and up into me and an understanding of him that every time that I get to share my faith, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. That's what he has for every single one of us. Amen? So when you get that urge to share your faith, to participate in your faith, do it. Do it. He's bringing it up in you for a reason. That person needs to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to hear what's happening, what God's doing on the inside of you, just as much as the person that it's for needs to hear it. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for listening today. 
We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W3B1. 